know that every word of God is there to direct us, to lead us, to change us, to help us, to put us right, to love us. So all those things. And don't forget, God only chastises those he loves. Isn't that fascinating? You know, we say, oh, God loves me. And I say to people, how often does he tell you off? And if they, don't, if they say, oh, not very often, I say, well, I don't think he loves you that much. He tells me off all the time. So he loves me a lot. And it's important. And we're going to, and we're going to read today some, 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 some more from uh, Peter. But the first scripture I'm going to read is from John 15, 5 to 8. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they shall be burned. And you know what that is? That's at the end of time when God judges the world. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified. Glorified means to give praise and thanks and honour that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples and it's amazing people will just take out I'll tell you the, the scripture people will take, take out out of this one and you will ask what you desire and it should be done for you and they take that out but it's not it's when we do the will of God when we're doing the will of God God doesn't mind giving his children whatever they desire but it's when we don't do the will of God, how will God give us what we desire? Because what we, our desires are what we want for me, for ourselves. Okay, sermon, how not to be unfruitful. So, to Peter, um, to Peter, the, all, all of chapter 1 is really on about what we should be like in the, in the fruit of God. And so God's already told us at the beginning of Peter that he, that he has, has, has given you joy, grace and peace and it's multiplied to us so we have the knowledge of God and who Jesus is. So we know what God is trying to do. And he's given us his divine power for life and godliness. So, you know, it's not about look what I do. It's look what God can do through us to give us the things that God wants for us. And he's given us exceeding and great promises. And people want the promises, but don't want to do anything for it. I think we should just stop at home and say, God, I tell you what, I don't fancy going to work anymore. Just send us a few million pounds, would you please? And I'll be okay. I'll be able to just do what I want to do. And, you know, I'll, I'll worship you ever such a lot. It doesn't work that way. Because I tell you what, most men, if, they, if God give them that, they'd just go off and please themselves what they did. And it's so important. These scriptures are really are full of wonder. You know, they're wonderful. It's amazing. And, and I'm always looking to go, we can attain to that. But it's like any other subject, anything, any job we do, we have to... Oh, there's the word. My wrist just went, work. 
It is. Nothing in this world comes without effort. So you don't put any effort in. It's so simple. And it's in the scriptures. So I read from 2 Peter, and this is going to be to only 5 to 7 here. This is an incredibly instructive part of this passage. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue. To virtue, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. Now have you got all that? <laughs> it's quite difficult, isn't it? So don't worry. I'm just going to give you an explanation and give you a little bit more food for thought of what he's trying to tell us. For me, it's a progression. It's a step-by-step progression to allow us to do the things that God wants us to do to get where he wants us to get us so we can have all what he wants for us. It's a plan. And so when we read these, it's so important because God wants us to be fruitful. Okay, the first one. This very reason. This is the reason you've got to do this. All diligence. Diligence is a word that God uses quite often. And it's something, again, that we really have to know. To be diligent means to be eager. To be earnest, to be, to be, to be working at something, to be, to be forward, to do it in haste, to, to spend time and to, to urge on and to make haste to do the things. So if you're doing it diligently, if you, you know, isn't it amazing in, in, in law when, when they do a contract, they say we've got to do due diligence. They've got to go and search it out first to make sure it's right. Isn't that amazing how God says, I'll reward those who diligently seek me. Isn't it wonderful? You know, and this, this, sort of, this sort of teaching is, you know, is so important for each one of us to understand we can't just sit at home and go, alright God, I'm here and I believe in you and this is what I want you to do for me. Hmm. That's very much a lot of Christians will do that and, and just think that God will do that. But listen, he's trying to teach us this today. So we've got to put some, some speed into our study, some haste and some, you know, put some effort and to be eager to do it. So we should be eager to come to Bible study. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should be eager to give a study to someone else. We should be eager to give witness about our faith to someone else. Mm. I think I've got more eagerness than everyone put combined at the moment. Hallelujah. So it's so important that we do this. <laughs> it, just really make, it just really makes us... Reading a, just reading a passage of the Bible every day just pale into insignificance. It's pretty worthless, isn't it, really, if we just glance through something to tick the box to say that we're reading the Bible. Don't get me wrong, reading the, reading the Bible is a great start. It's a great start. But as we begin to mature, we really need to begin to study what we are reading. And especially if it's something that you read and you go, wow, this is what God wants me to do. And then that, that's, that's the time you've really got to 
I, I mean, I've, I've marked my Bible. People say, oh, you shouldn't do that. It's the Holy Bible. And everything. I say, it's a book. It's the words that are holy. It's not the paper it's written on. I say, it's the book. And I circle stuff and star stuff. I've got my own little, my own little workings in here. To, to, for me, to, when I look at my, on the page here, and I look and I say, oh, this is bracketed. That's important. Oh, it's bracketed and got an underline. This is very important. Oh, it's got a star. You better make sure that you take note of this, Mark. You know, and, and, and I've done that because it, it's so important that we, we, we get a system for us, for us to study. And as we, and as we, 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 we begin to learn, we should be able, these things should begin to grow in us. The scriptures grow in us and, you know, and, 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 and there's a couple of ladies in here and, and the other lady that I've had who said they can never remember scripture. And what does God do to you? You see, because that's what we think we're doing. Yet God tells us he'll bring the word back to us when we need it. So when we're actually witnessing, it's not about you planning to do something. It's about what God gives us. We had a witness with Rish. Did, did we read out, out of a book or anything, Rish? And whatever, whatever Rish had to say, we give him a scripture. Yeah. It was just fascinating. Not, not in my head. And all of a sudden they come out. And that's to me so exciting, not for, for, you know, for all of us, but for me. I know that I haven't got to learn every scripture in the book. But I'll learn to show God I'm diligently seeking him. For him to change, for him to change me. And of course, we must spend time in learning the teaching we've received and what we're having, put it into our life. Being diligent with the word. And of course, this adds to our faith. By doing stuff adds to our faith. If you don't do anything with it, it's like anything else. If you don't, don't exercise, you're go flabby. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> I, I actually looked at Leslie first. <laughs> oh, well, I, I knew I wouldn't get into trouble. And the rest of you just took offence. And the Bible says... Don't take any offence. <laughs> so, no, it's not that, but that's what it is. It's just the same, isn't it? It's the same as our spiritual life. Don't we see that? You know, Kevin, Kevin used a, a, a statement some time ago when he was giving, giving uh, one of his 10-minute teachings, and he said, we can get fat on the Word because we don't exercise it. Amazing. And he's abso absolutely right. But... We need that diligence. We need that diligence. We need that effort. That's what he's saying. So that's the, that's the first, part, first part about it. Faith, he said. We need faith. He said, we've got to, get, we've, we've got to have this faith to, 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 go, to, go, to go with the diligence. So we've got to have that faith. And faith comes by hearing and reading that word. And so the more, it, more we hear it, the more that we do with it, faith gives, and faith adds upon faith. And that's the way that we grow. And of course, the, the most amazing thing for, for, for God is that when we're doing that, he then comes to help us. When we don't do it, he goes, well, well, Kevin, I can see that you haven't done much today. And you still ask me to help you. and You don't really want to have any, anything to do with me. 
I know it doesn't say that, but it's the, it's the gist of it, what it is. And it's so important. And of course, faith. What is faith? Faith is a belief system. And if you look in the dictionary, that you'll get that belief system, a man-made faith. Any belief that man has that cannot be proven is a man-made faith. Okay. But what's our faith? Our faith is this, this incredible moral conviction that we've had that, that this truth that we're reading is God's truth and not man's truth. And also this faith is about knowing that Jesus Christ is our saviour. That's so completely different than any other made, man-made faith. That, that a man came to be sacrificed to God who created him to pay for sins. Amazing difference. And of course we know what happens when we believe God fills us with his spirit. So that faith is, is knowing who Jesus is. Knowing who God is, knowing, knowing what the Spirit does, is knowing how this world is made, and knowing that everything around us, and knowing, knowing these things. So that faith is building upon time and time again. And that faith is to give us the faith to be able to trust God no matter what we're going through. No matter what we think. And to praise Him, as David said earlier. And that we all have been taught that faith comes only from hearing the word. We've got to have the word of God. And you see, and with that faith, we've got to get virtue. Well, we know, you know the, the seven deadly sins, the opposite is, is, is the virtue that God wants to give us. But have, what is this virtue God, God is, God is trying, to, trying to give us? This virtue he's trying to get us is to give us a moral excellence. It's to, it's to show that, that as people, you know, we don't want to sin, we don't want to lie, we don't... So our example to people is the virtue we're showing of God. So it's, it's pretty amazing that all these things that, you know, that it's a step-by-step. Step. So the more we do, the more we get. And knowledge, we've got to have the knowledge. And that's why, you know, that diligence is important. We've got to strive diligently after this deep knowledge of God that it is. All right, and don't forget, we all have to start somewhere. So don't think you've got to learn every scripture of the Bible. But what we do when we teach, we give you a subject, bit by bit. Remember when we did the truth revealed? That was just a general look at Christianity. Then it moved. Then we, did the, then, then we did the plan of salvation for weeks to ensure that you know that's the only way you're going to get saved. No other way except through the plan of salvation. And then, bit by bit, we're trying to build everyone up to be those disciples. So, that, that knowledge we've got to get. And that's my job as your pastor is to feed you with that word of God that you need. And that's why the discussion should be there all the time. I don't understand that. Well, this scripture says this and that scripture. That's the beauty of, 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 of being a church. We can do that and talk to one another, bring our problems together. It's not about being embarrassed. Because if it was, I'd have been embarrassed for years when I first became a Christian. Because I was, oh, excuse me, excuse me, what's that? What does that mean? Why is that? That, that, that was me. That's also why it's important for us to read as well and learn ourselves. Amen. Otherwise you don't know that what you're telling us is right. 
Absolutely, Kev. Absolutely. And don't forget, one of the, one of the worst things that we've got as human beings is our own self-control. Each one of us are awful at it. We just, we go with the wind, something else comes up, something else comes up, something else comes up. And don't forget, if this is real, and it's a spiritual battle, then who is getting to do the things that they want them, you, that he wants you to do, and not the things that God wants you to do? Who's doing it? Is that your decision? If it's your decision, it shows you. <laughs> Whether you're in your flesh, or in your spirit. That's why I remember when people told me that when God fills you with his spirit, he will then produce the fruits of the spirit in you. Love and faith and kindness and generosity and you know, patience. And, but that last one on that list was self-control. That's the one I prayed for. Because I knew I was a loose cannon. And so I had to get, Father, you, you've got to give me this self-control because I'm going to upset more people than I'm going to gain. And I knew because of my, the way that I used to use my mouth. And of course, here's one of these, these, these wonderful things. So you've got this knowledge now, but one of the things that, that God is trying to get us to do is have perseverance. We're in this incredible, let's have it now world. Everything. Everything. They can't wait to get a house. They'll go into debt for everything and can't pay it and end up with the family breaks up and all the rest of it. It's, it's crazy stuff. Because they haven't got that perseverance to go at things. It's, it's, it's a time of instant gratification. Whatever you want to watch, you can watch these days. Just like that. And David, stopped, David did his prayer about the, about the, about, about the government, like you know. And, and people want that government to give them what they want straight away. It's hopeless. Everything is wanted now. But God's always there saying, encouraging us to keep going. To keep going. What's the goal of life? What's our goal of life? My goal of life is to get to heaven. When Jesus Christ comes back in the clouds, I want to meet him in the clouds. If I'm dead, I want to rise first. And meet him in the clouds for, for eternal life. That's the promise. But don't forget, because we've read these promises and a lot of these promises have happened to us, it's telling us that hold on a moment, this is real. And as we've done our studies and looked back through through time, we can see the places that Jesus were, the, 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 the history of, of, of all these countries, talk about Jesus and what was happening. And so we know this is a fact. So all of a sudden, our faith should be getting stronger because, well, hold on a moment, I didn't know the word. And now I've got the word. I'm seeing that. This happens to me. These words are affecting me. The Spirit, I can feel the Spirit when I worship. When I'm singing and I'm worshipping, you can feel, because when we're worshipping, these are the words of God, and we're singing them up unto that God. And where is He? He's around us. But most of all, when we begin to worship Him, we feel Him in here. Amazing God. And you remember, the apostles were just like us. Ordinary people called of God. And look what they did. 
No, no university, Cambridge University or Harvard University graduates in theology. Fisherman, a tax collector. Ordinary people, look what God did with him. And we know about Paul, how, what trials he went through. But I love this. I love it at the end of his life. And he said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful? It tells us no matter what we're going through, no matter what death, no matter what disease, no matter what financial problems we have, no matter what it is, we've just got to stick with this Jesus and stick with each other and we will get there. That's the most important. <laughs> oh, Pastor Mark, you know, well, look at all the problems we have. And you know, everything people say to me, there's an answer in the Bible. And it's beautiful. The Bible says this in Romans 3 to 5. And not only that, but we glory in our tribulations. We give God thanks in our problems. Why? Because tribulation produces perseverance. We've got to trust God. We've got to get through there. And, and every time something comes against us, we've got to trust God what he says. He will get us out of it. He will deliver us, the Bible says. Deliver us from all of our enemies, from all the things that we go through. And that's amazing. And therefore, he's trying to produce this character of faith. Of belief, he's trying to grow us so we can. Yep, yeah, I know that's hopeless. Yeah, I know. I know. I hate this and I hate that and I don't like this and I don't like that. But all God's trying to trying to produce in me is this character of Jesus Christ. Amazing, and that character gives us hope then for the future, hope for the here and now, and hope for the future. And don't forget, hope does not disappoint. This is not a hope, man's hope, a wish. This, this hope is a, an expectation that God is going to see us through okay. Why? Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's what softens our hearts. It's not our incredible intellect or our character or our personality. It's that spirit that's inside of us that produces this, this love. And of course, the Bible then says, from that, from, from, from that perseverance, we're then going to get godliness. And let's be fair, what is godliness? Godliness is just being godly. He's, 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 he's living your life as a good, holy, godly witness of Christ. It is, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is God's promise. He wants us to transform us into the same image of our Lord Jesus by His Spirit. And we know by His Word. And and please, it's only one step at a time. It's not, it's not massive, so don't think. And of course, through that... Through, through them, when, when, we, when we begin, we begin to change into godliness. He's always on about brotherly kindness. 
We have to be kind to each other. If we as Christians can't be kind to each other, then we're, yeah, well, well, what's the point? You know, we can do anything. So we've got to have that. Don't forget, kindness is another one of the fruit of the Spirit that God is trying to develop in us. To be kind to people. So that's important. And that kindness, from that brotherly kindness, love. And we know that God is love. That he keeps telling us he is love. And and that brotherly love, we've got to have. And the, the scripture says, love the brethren fervently with an unfeigned heart. You can't fake it. It's not fake news. This is the real truth. This is this is this is what God wants to to to, to love one another. You see, and you know, and, and when we witness, we're witnessing God's love from us to other people. That's what we're doing. It's not trying to just persuade somebody to do something they don't want to do. It's trying to show them how we've changed. You know, and that that brotherly love, brotherly love means preferring one another. Preferring one another, not all me. You know, the Bible is very, very clear about love. This is my commandment, John 15, 12 to 13. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Isn't that amazing? To love one another as Jesus has loved us, He died for us. Greater love than, than, than this, no one has than to lay down his life for his friends. Now, come on. Jesus laid down his life for man to be reconciled for God. And, 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 and for, for man to know who God is and why Jesus came and who Jesus is. And this, 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 this giving one's life up isn't about killing ourselves, by the way. So, you know, it's not that. But this is giving up our selfish desires, giving up what we want to do all the time and do something to help one another. Spending our time helping one another, you know, and giving up our life to help someone else. The Bible calls it agape love, unconditional love. That's what God has for you. And that's the love he's put inside us. And so no matter who they are, no matter what colour or creed or size or education or wealth, God wants us to help one another. Remember, the Lord always sees what we're doing. He knows exactly what we're thinking now. He sees what we're doing. And so, you know, we want, we want some of these things to happen to us. You know, I want to win souls and everything. But it's quite simple. Look what you're doing. And seeing if you are loving others. It's so simple. <laughs> Remember. The Spirit is always there to empower you to do what God wants you to do for you to get your blessing. To Peter, again back there, I'm going to read 8 to 11 now. For if these things, this is the rest of the scripture, so if you've done all this, getting the knowledge, getting the love and all those things and putting all those things in place, if these things are yours and abound in you, so people will see if they abound in you. You will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, have a look. See again how much God is still trying to encourage us, still trying to teach us. Learn of this. 
learn of it and see what Jesus has for us. And these things will abound in you and you will gain fruit. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. The call is what God has called us with. And you know you didn't go to God. He drew you. Whichever way you came, God drew you. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of God and our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Isn't it fascinating how much God has for us? And who's he up to? It's fascinating. It's so simple, really. But look at the mess that comes in our way to stop us. Look at the simple things that take so much time that doesn't allow you to have time to do the things that God wants you to do. I'm the true vine. We've done this. I'm the true vine. My father's the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. He even takes the mess off you too, so you can grow even more. Isn't that amazing? That it may bear much fruit. We're already clean because of the word which God has spoken to us. Abide in me, he says, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in Jesus. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. There's his promise. So all he's looking for us is to follow the promises and do what he's asked us to do. And it's not hard work. You know, you know, talking to Rish was not hard work. Rish is, you'll, you'll, if you, when you speak to Rish, you will, you will see he's highly intelligent, he's very learned on lots of things. You know, and, 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 and Linda, Linda said to me, I said, Mark, I could not have answered all those things that Rich was asking you. And he says, he said, and I said, well, that's okay. You started the conversation with him and I just walked in and just listened for a while and began to, to talk. I said, that's a good partnership, Linda. You get them and I'll finish them off. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Teamwork. <laughs> Why well, is teamwork and, and you know and it, and it worked, you know and, and God bless you, Rich, being here today. You, you've brought joy into our lives. Has the Father loved me? I also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments. Said Jesus, and abide in His love. These things I've spoken to you. That my joy 
may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I loved you. Greater love than this no one has than to lay down one's life for his friends. Jesus said, you're my friends. You're my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I've called you friends. For all things that I heard from my father, I'm making known to you. Isn't that amazing? You did not choose me, but I chose you. Are you ready? And appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. Then again, listen to this, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he shall give you. Whenever he says that, there's always a precursor to what he's, what, what he's, he's going to do. And people take the last little scripture and just use that. We have to do what he's asking us to do. And the last bit, these things I command you that you love one another. Whoever you are. Amen. Remember, we're all rewarded for our labours. Everyone in the Bible, that whatever they do, they're rewarded for whether they're good or whether they're bad. You work hard, you reap the rewards of your labour. Amen. You get your job, you do well, you reap the rewards of learning more and doing more. Learn better skills, do your job better, it's still the same. That's the way of life. But the Lord says, when you're doing my work, nothing is in vain. Cast your bread upon the water. With every word that goes out, it doesn't go back to us void. And so, he gives us reward on this earth for whatever we do in his kingdom as well. And what Kevin said today, yeah, it could be finance, but it could be joy, it could be peace, it could be love. It could, it could you know, give you your best partner, whatever it may be that you want. And he says, whatever we need. But let's work to see what the Lord will do with us. And what he can do with us if we do what he asks us to do. That's exciting for any Christian. That's exciting for, to know that God will keep working with us to make us better and better people and better at what we do. So we can show God to other people by our passion, our excitement, our, our joy, even our grief. We'll show people the tenderness, the love of God. And remember, please remember, you are not on your own. You're never on your own. Remember that he said we're laborers together with God. And please, please don't ever forget we are laborers in this church together. Together. And like, and like that was a great example with Linda and myself with Rish. I'll come with you wherever you go. You just give me an introduction. Stop fearing losing friends. One, they're not your friend if they won't listen to you. They're of the wrong spirit. They don't kid ourselves. When I became a Christian and all my neighbours down that road, I was their friend. And when I went round and preached to them, they used to cross the road. Hallelujah, it was a great learning lesson. They weren't my friends. They were my drinking buddies. 
Hallelujah. But we all should be working together in the body of Christ. And especially in our little church family. To allow this body of God to be an effective working part of God's kingdom. And the church will grow as Christ said it would. Amen. I just, uh, unfortunately, I copied and pasted this a while ago, but unfortunately I haven't got the reference. But I'll just read it to you because it, it hit me and it's very apt to what you've been saying today. It says, rather than taking from others, they should now contribute to those around them. The best way to do that is by working. Work in itself is doing something useful, as well as enabling them to share with those in need. Work is, for everybody, a part of being holy. Amazing. <coughs> Amazing. We don't do anything. Get nothing. So simple, isn't it? Thanks, David. David, do you want to finish in, are you finishing in prayer today, or shall I? You can do it. Okay. We won't have a song, because I've gone a little bit over. I'm sorry for those who like to finish on time. But I'd like to preach all day. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Father, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for this day, Father. Father, just as this sun shines, Father, help us shine in this world, Father. The words you've given us today, Father, they are truth. They are the only truth I know now, Father, that, that will give me a life that's worth living. You tell us that everyone has a purpose in your kingdom, Lord. So, Father, help us to go back home and look at these scriptures, Lord. And again, to look at what we're doing this week, our vision, our, our time, how are we spending it, Father? What are we doing with it? What are we doing with our finance? What are we doing with our, our life, God? So, Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for encouraging us. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you for the remembrance of why Jesus died. And Father, we ask you to be with us. Fill us with your spirit again, even this day. Help us to be a witness to someone, even whether it's our family, Father, the way that we can change. Help us, Father, this week to be that witness for you, to share with someone the incredible, life-changing things that have happened to us. So, Father, bless us. Keep us safe. And I have a special prayer for Rish, Lord. Father, all this is incredibly new for him, Father. But we also know, Father, there's an enemy. And we ask you to protect him. Keep his mind safe and his heart safe, Father. As he, as he said, Father, I'm on a journey and I've been seeking. Isn't that amazing, Lord? And you said, whoever seeks you shall find you. Sometimes we don't know what we're looking for, but the Lord does. So, Father, keep us all safe. Bless us all this week. Help us to be a witness. And, Father, let us be a blessing to someone. Let us share with someone this incredible life that you have and for eternity. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Don't forget to pray for those who are, are enjoying themselves on holiday. Hallelujah. God bless you, Rish. Praise God.
Yeah. In fact, I'd like to share my own story. Um, when we met, uh, what, a couple of days ago, and uh, told you that... Sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought he was coming to tell me. And he hasn't. No, this is brilliant. No, no, this is brilliant. Come, 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 come. Tell us all, tell us all. I went over a couple of days ago. I've known Mark and Linda for a little while now, through a different type of work. And we were having a general conversation, and that's when certain questions came about, as in, what is the purpose of this life? You know, what, what happens when we go? And what I learned was that a little knowledge is very, very dangerous. Because that's all I had. And from my limited knowledge, I would create my own fantasy. And I'll have to call it that, because it's not based on any other reality or knowledge. It's what my own personal understanding well. and the information that I have. And I'm just human. And all I've got is what I know. And for what I know, I've got to make sense of it. Now, my life has had uh, ups and downs, it's been turbulent, it's been turmoil, I've been successful, I've lost it, I've won it, you know, I've worked very hard and it's been, it's been a journey. And at this stage, I feel like um, I'm in a sailboat in the oceans of life um, with no direction. And all of a sudden, over the last couple of days, I haven't been able to get this out of my mind. It's like I've just seen a lighthouse, you know, and the light you know don't know what it is like this <laughs> for the last three days um it's been constantly on my mind uh, completely and i've been trying to convince myself no this isn't me you know I've, I've got this isn't the right path and i was one night yes i'll go no i won't yes i'll go no wow. I won't. the last thing you said as we shook hands in the door be um how, how did you word it be careful the the enemy will come against you the enemy will come against you and that rang into my mind. Now, um, last night was a very, um, perhaps this was on my mind, so the sleep wasn't as great. Now, I woke up normally about seven o'clock, but I forced myself to stay in bed to miss today's meeting. I then dragged up as a half asleep, a thousand excuses of not to go. But something inside was like, no, you have to get outside your comfort zone. If you want to find something, you've got to go look for it. Mm. A tree's only going to bring its roots and build its roots deeper and stronger to make the tree even stronger. Amen. If there's adversity, if there's the wind, if there's something happening there. <laughs> so in the morning, it was like, okay, what do I wear? I'm going to church. I should get my suit out. So I got the suit out. I ironed that, pressed that. Then I thought, no, 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 no. Brilliant. Let's just like tone it down. Just go natural. Be yourself. Don't pretend to be something else. Amen. So I came with an open mind. I, I went downstairs. I live in a, an apartment. I've got my own parking space. And I had a flat tire. Hence the, um, the grease. So I'm like, okay, so this is um, the challenge. And those words rang through me. You know, that um, if you want to do something, you make your mind up, you've got a pure heart and you go for focus, there will be challenges. Um, I was like, what do I do now? There's my excuse. And I thought, no, I can't let this stop me. I've got so far, I'm out the door, I'm in time. You know, it's a beautiful day, it's not raining, and I've got nothing else planned apart from whatever. And it's just like, no, um, I need to find out. If I've given the opportunity, um, it'll be wrong of me not to uh, follow it through. I look at it this way, um, we're born, but we're not born with instructions. Everyone has a smartphone nowadays. Now, most people use 5%, even 1% of the capability of a smartphone. It can produce 10 PhDs a day with the amount of processing power some of them have. But um, without reading the instructions, we can't get the most out of it. Wow. So we're born into this world and you're left out. 
So you've got to find some sort of instruction rules. Now, these, we know about the sins, but no one really talks about the virtues. This is what I learned today. And it's a roadmap of how to be human. And that separates us from being an animal, I would say. So thank you so much for inviting me and making me feel welcome. Um, I appreciate it. Praise God. <laughs>